Hello, welcome to Canadian Real Estate Investing Deal Deep Dive. I'm your host, Jeremy. The Deal Deep Dive offers lessons learned from Canadian investors while scaling their portfolios. If you're looking to scale your investments, listen to stories from those who have already been there and what they did in your shoes. Mark, welcome to the show. Oh, hey, Jeremy. Thank you. Glad to be here. So, Mark, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? How did you get started in real estate? What kind of strategies are you using and where are you investing? Okay. Um, well, I work in healthcare. Uh, I am a travel nurse. And uh, being a travel nurse, I do travel a lot by the name itself. And I need housing, you know. Um, so I started in, let's say my first one would be in 2015, when I got assigned into a place called Tofino in Vancouver Island. And I love the place so much that I said, okay, I will get my property here. Um, but also I love my wings. So they're like, okay, if you buy a place, then you will be tied down. So there's that uh, debate. But I, um, I said, okay, uh, I bought my first property there and it was an Airbnb. So that was my introduction for an Airbnb. Um, and then I got a job to travel in the Caribbean in Cayman Islands. So I said, okay, now I'm like, okay, do I need to stay here or this is a once a lifetime opportunity? So I ended up, you know what? The good thing about Airbnb is you can turn it on and you can turn it off. You can turn it on if you're not there and then you can turn it off if you want to use your space. And it was already an Airbnb. Um, so I put it on Airbnb, continue doing it. And then it's making good money and it's cash flow. So I was like, okay, things are great. I didn't think much of it. It took me two years after I bought another one and then just like copy and repeat. So, uh, and that's the, it's pretty much the, um, the concept of Airbnb is scalable and it's copy paste. So what strategies am I using? So I do the birth strategy and, uh, you know, buy, renovate or furnish and, uh, rent and then refinance. And then the rent part is the short-term rental. Where am I investing? So I have mostly in Vancouver Island because that's where I live. So I have um, 10 properties in Vancouver Island and I have one in Winnipeg, but it's a long-term rent. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're investing more across the country. So that's in the pipeline. Are we allowed to ask where across the country or... Sure. Yeah, actually, I got a, um, a multifamily in northern Alberta, right off uh, in your province. Um, we're going to fly there next week. And we have one in the pipeline in Ontario and New Brunswick. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, I hope to see you when you're here in Alberta. Oh, yeah. Sure. Uh, yeah. Let's grab coffee. If it works out, I'll message you. It sounds good. I'll look forward to it. What's the best deal you've ever done? What was the plan and what went well? Yeah, it's funny enough because the first... Uh, deal that I've had is my best. Um, oh, really? Yeah, win-win. So that, and usually I think that would be your make or break. You know, if you had really great experience, I think in general, you know, um, if it's if it works out, then great. And if it's like great, then sometimes it will like, oh, I, real estate is not for me, you know. Um, so I had a really great uh, experience with that. So I bought that property into, you know, it's a two-bedroom condo. Um, and it was priced for three fifty. Down the road, since I said it's Burr, uh, so I, I didn't do much because it's already a short-term rental or it's already a vacation property. And the owner were like, "Oh, like 
uh, snowbirds that's moving to California said, we don't want to deal with it. We're done. Here you go. Take it. You can have all the, you can take it as it is, the furniture and everything. We don't want to bring it to California and you can take over the booking. I was like, perfect. Um, so I talked to my friend who's going to be there because I won't be there. You know, one of the is the property management. Like, hey, buddy, uh, can you look after this for me? Let's swear on a deal on how you want to take your cut and I'll still going to do what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so deal was uh, over a cup of coffee and then it's like, okay, good, verbal, I'll, I'll manage it for you. Um, yeah, so, and it was, it's renting, um, it's a nice area. So it's renting a two bedroom condo, eight to 10,000 a month, averaging 60 to 80 a year. So like, this is really good. So that's on a cash flow side. Um, and then on the um, appreciation side, so 350 actually, uh, last year I messaged my um, my realtor, like what if I'm going to put it in the market, what, how much would you think would it cost uh, or to list it? And it became 1.3. So I made my first million in there. Uh, so I was like, okay, this is really good. And then you just keep on refinancing. To it, like, it's like a bank machine. The money goes up, you take the equity out. What was the plan? So if it, it's my cash cow, or like if if the if the geese is laying eggs, then keep it right. Just keep so buy and hold. Um, what went right and what went wrong? Um, I would say everything went right. So yeah, I've been lucky. Everything like tick all the boxes. You know, um, the trifecta of real estate investing, which is mortgage pay down. Oh, let me give you the analogy. That's really perfect when I ever told my friends. So. I think that the, the real estate investing is like an ice cream. You know, the cone and the ice cream is the mortgage pay down. Regardless of asset class that you, uh, regardless of which single family home, Airbnb, uh, multifamily, you're you're going to make money because of the mortgage pay down through time. It's guaranteed. Um, the, the syrup and the sprinkles are cash flow, Yeah. Um, so hopefully it's positive, um, and you don't want it to be negative. And then the cherry on top is the appreciation. So it's market dependent. Um, but if you hit the, those three, then that's the trifecta of real estate. And that's for me was the, and it's this, uh, this, uh, Airbnb that I, my first Airbnb in Tofino is hitting all, you're taking all the boxes. So everything went right. Um, what could have been done differently? I wish I could have done more. I could have bought more, you know, I think it's the most regret of everyone where if, if like, if you were going to turn back time five to 10 years ago, would you buy, invest in real estate or would you buy more? Right. I almost guaranteed. I was like, yes, yes. So I could have got more because that would be like, ah, it's so good. But um, yeah, so far um, that would, I would say would be my, my takeaway on those best deals. I wish I had more. <laughs> That's very understandable. Going from you said you bought it for uh three fifty, three hundred fifty thousand, and now it's worth one point three million. Yeah, that's crazy. What kind of timeline was that again? So I bought it in twenty fifteen. Uh so let's say seven years. That's crazy. And now you said you were pulling in about eight to ten thousand dollars a month on that. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. What kind of expenses are you currently seeing? Um, as far as, for, first of all, like mortgage, um, vacancy and um, cleaning, uh, just all your expenses in there. 
Right. The good thing is my property manager does all of that, the cleaning, the marketing, everything. I don't do anything. So which is like who, not how. It's a really good book if you guys are looking into your real estate strategy, who, not how is a good book. Um, so, But um, typical property manager is usually eight to, 10, 8 to 10, up to 12 for long-term rent. But for short-term rental, since they do a lot of job, job they do 30%. But my, mine does the cleaning, housekeeping, everything. So I give him 30% of the rental income. Um, Mortgage-wise, since I got it for, like I said, 350 um, and uh, and so it's my cost is low. So I usually take about six to seven. Um, yeah. hundred? Uh, yeah. And this okay. is about a thousand a month. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I wish you bought more too. Oh. I know, right? I know. Uh, yeah. So uh, Vancouver Island is a really great market. Meanwhile, when I have, I think the prairie steady, you know, um, I have my property in Winnipeg and it's only after seven years, I think it, or yeah, it, it just like 30 or 40,000 appreciation. So not as much. Yeah. It does, doesn't go up that million dollars or so. No, I, I do have a question though. Um, you said you said the one in Winnipeg was a long-term rental? Correct, yeah. Why Why did you have that as a long-term rental versus your short-term rentals? Well, twofold. Uh, I'm an immigrant in this country, so mm-hmm. I want to bring my family. So Manitoba has that provincial nominee program that if you technically live in the, in the, in the province, you will be able to get your family, get your friends, get your... You can nominate them to be in Canada. So it's an immigration pathway. Um, and then between Vancouver Island and Winnipeg, they will go to Vancouver Island for their short-term rental. Like I, I'm not too keen on vacationing in Winnipeg. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a stable market for long-term rent. Um, and people will find, so it's a good starter for immigrants. So you would have steady income. But it is yeah, I think for the for the highest use of the property that time. It will be, and my initial um, purpose there is for my family to move in there. It's a four-bedroom bungalow house, three-story, good. So for for like three hundred, you know. So um, yeah, so that was my initial plan, and then I hire a property manager as well, since I travel for work. And who not how again? And then you you know set it and forget it. it sounds fair. Hopefully we uh, hopefully we didn't upset anybody from uh, Manitoba on this podcast. <laughs> I love you guys. <laughs> yes. Go Jets. <laughs> I'd like to switch gears here a little bit. What was the worst deal you've ever done? I would say, yeah. So I, I'd say let's see. So yeah, part in the short-term rental space is the corporate rental. So when uh, since I have it there, I have a couple of properties. I got approached here, here in my backyard in Central Vancouver. They're building a hotel in town. And they said, hey, Mark, um, can we take all your Airbnbs as a corporate rental or a staff housing. And then can we take it off Airbnb? So since it's going to be cost-effective for both parties. And I've never um, explored the idea of corporate rentals. Mm -hmm. And I I run it just a side gig. So I'm like, okay, uh, sure. I'm open to proposals. Why not? You know, so I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, let's, let's make it, let's make it work. Um, so they, okay, we will need seven 
seven of uh, Caribbean. That time I only have four. So around this this town. So I so that time I said, okay, so there's the demand. They want seven, one to two bedroom. So I fired a quick text. My uh, actually I called my realtor. Like, okay, I need I need three properties in a month. I need it uh, turnkey um, in a nice uh, short term rentals um, condo or building that allow short term rental. Uh, and I needed that. Financings are already where I'm gonna offer cash. So I, meanwhile, I'm like uh, um, working with my mortgage broker on the financing side, <clears throat> and then did refinance some, and then some over cash. So, so I I got it, and then down the road, but I'm furnishing it. They're like, oh, you know what? We just need four, and then oh. I'm like, okay. Um, part of me is like, okay, we already talked about this, but now you're backing out. It's not on paper. Then I have to carry the cost. So that that part, you know. But then if I go the legal route, then I might lose them in my four, which they're making a really good uh, income for me, you know? So you mm. pick your battle. So for me, it's like, okay, you know, um, at the end of the day, I still have this property with me. I, I was able to qualify for this three. So yeah, so the good thing with birth strategy is increases your qualification. So earn income plus rental income, it, it's positive cash flowing. So it gives you more buying power. But yeah, so uh, yeah, so that was a lesson for me, for me at, thing um yeah corporate rentals are great it's a i think it's a a great cash flowing strategy that haven't been explored in the market it's huge in the united states not much are doing it in here in canada so i'm kind of like um trailblazing and not much men um let's say guru or mentor to approach to um yeah but still at the end of the day you have the asset so I was like, okay, how can I make this profitable then? But at the same time, three at the same time. Um, yeah, have so you, what? Mm-hmm. I was just wondering, have you found a way to be able to make that profitable? And that time, so I did, I ended up tailing it. So there's, I learned, I learned different strengths. So one, um, I tail it. So I just hold it for three months without doing anything. And then sold it. So wholesaling is, uh, you know, people are like what wholesaling? No, wholesaling. You're not doing anything. You buy and hold for three months and then sell it. So I I disposed the property. It's like I don't have use at the moment right now, and I don't have the time. Um, and I uh, unfortunately it's so hard to get a uh, short-term rental property manager. Long-term rental, yes, but short-term rental apparently is another license. Uh, so you're lucky to find them. Uh, and I don't have time to manage it. So, okay, I'm going to, and as much as I'd like to buy and hold, but having de- definitely exit strategies, I'm like, okay, are the numbers making sense? So I ended up disposing two of them. Mm-hmm. One, um, I did make money, so capital gains there. The other one is capital loss, which on the other, you know, in an investing perspective, it's not a good strategy, but in my uh, in my personal tax portfolio, my accountant's very happy with the declaring of capital loss. So yeah, definitely there are some lend, uh, perspectives that you have to see. So I think that time it, so I ended up disposing two of them and the one that I kept right now, um, I am actually furnishing at the moment and hopefully launch it this month. Okay. Mm-hmm. Have you been able to do like a market analysis to see what kind of demand you're going to see for it? Or The thing with the short-term rental space, it doesn't follow the market. Mm. Yeah. Um, so it's, that's why the lenders don't like it, you know? 
Uh, so in the lending side, it's really challenging to be in the short Sure, it's great cash flowing, but in the short-term rental space, it's projected income. And from the banks or the A-lenders or, um, or mortgage broker, it's very risky. Um, they love the lease. It's guaranteed income. E like even you said when you just mentioned short-term rental, it's a hard pass. No, no one wanted to touch it. Um, I was able to leverage on my banks, uh, they call it client relationship index. So I did um I I was with CIBC and I'd been banking with them for 10 years, and then they enjoyed uh, they uh, um they they took into consideration my relationship with the bank and they did a what you were mentioning is the market rent analysis. Okay, if Mark gonna rent it uh, long term, what how much would it cost? So they have a way of doing it, and then they took that what, for qualification. Okay. Yes, it's challenging to get into the short term rental financing, which uh, in the U.S. there are lenders that own, always um, focus specifically for short term rental. It's short term rental financing, and they consider it as DSCR loan which is like the profitability of the property and not yours, which is great. So for people who have not so good credit score and max out on your debt coverage ratio, then it's great because, okay, if you can like, okay, this is a great market. It can be a corporate rental. It can be a vacation rental. It can be a student rental. We have so many use of this property and these are the projections. Um, here, we'll, we'll give you money to, to, uh, for your project. Um, which is which is the usual terminology for multifamily space. You know, it's not your personal, but it's the profitability of the property now. You know, the one that and uh, right in your province that uh, we got under contract is a thirty-two unit multifamily. So that's why it's like, uh, and on the lending side, they say, like, okay, let's see the rent roll, the you know the expenses, the principal, you know, uh, yeah. Um, how did we get in there? But yes, so pretty much that's the uh, the short term rental. Uh, that's my how I feel. But uh, I learned. But also, it's a great learning experience. Uh, it's not always positive, but at the same time, having an exit strategy and how you manage these kind of obstacles it makes you a great real estate investor. Absolutely, uh, I, I'm curious if you were to go back and restart that deal, um, this worst one here, what would you be doing differently? Um, I think I have, I want to have it in paper and do it like legally. I'd say I have my lawyer, um, draft like a agreement that mm -hmm. if you back out, you know, what there will be consequences. Cause we, we, we went into a mutual agreement, like, okay, you have this demand. I'm happy to supply the, the staff accommodation. And then right off the minute you back that, same way, I guess, when you're buying a property, and you buy a property, you have an interested buyer. They say, okay, that's why there is a money deposit, right? Like, okay, you're serious that if if you back out on this deal, then I'm going to take the money. I didn't have that because I was doing it on my own, you know. Um, and I, but then it's a lesson learned for me. Do it in paper, have that um, kind of like deposit to make sure they're serious. So in the end of the day, if the if things didn't work out, if you'll go sideways, then you have the deposit to enjoy. And it's, for you, yeah. It sounds fair and a really good lesson, by the way. I'm I'm glad you shared that. So, what kind of advice would you have for new investors who are looking to scale their business? Um, there are so many ways in 
to make money in real estate. It's it's fun. I love it. And I would say um invest in yourself. You know, the best um investment you can do is to educate yourself. Um real estate is a vast um even I am, I'm still a student, you know, I I still go for masterminds and network because you're as cliche as it is, your network is your net worth. So you surround yourself with people that where do you want to go? Let's say if you want to be an eagle, would you hang out with chickens? Uh, um, and then from there, once you're educated, you will explore the idea of like which one works for you, which one are you interested, which one you enjoy the most. Are you good in sales? Then maybe wholesale or or flipping would be good for you. Are you good in negotiation? Um, do you enjoy the hospitality side, which I do? So maybe short-term rental, vacation rental, corporate rental. Um, do you enjoy being hands-off and like steady, like your risk tolerance? Then you can be a long-term or your multifamily. Um, do you enjoy coaching or mentoring? Then maybe a real estate education is for you. Get like a mastermind. Yeah, there's so many ways. So find your niche and be good at it. Specialize with one. Same with I think with the medical side. You know, in the if you're a nurse or a doctor, if you like kids, then you go to pediatrics. Oh, you like operating, then be a surgeon and be good at it. So that would be my take on the on on your real estate journey and in the business. Great advice. Absolutely love it. Um, one of the things that we actually do here in Alberta is uh, I actually put on uh, niche niche market, what I call niche market case studies. Mm-hmm. And uh, b- basically once a month, we look at a different kind, kind of niche. That way, investors who are a little bit newer can actually go and study which area they want to get into and some of the ways that they can add value. So Absolutely. That's awesome. And you help them find their niche. Uh, they they can choose which one they want to pick. I uh, I, I think we were talking about this uh, last week on the phone here, actually, you potentially being there for our next one. Ah, there you go. Um, how about you? What's your niche? Oh, I do quite a few things. Right now I'm flipping. Uh, I got some long-term rentals and I have wholesaled. But my whole thing is finding property value. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if we talked about it. Uh, I'm actually a student appraiser over at UBC. Oh, yeah, you did mention that. Yeah, so I... My whole thing is studying property value and how to basically bring properties to their highest and best use. Cool. That is my whole thing. Now, okay, since you you raised that, um, is short-term rental in part of your program? And how do appraisals appraise short-term rental or the yeah, capability of the property to generate income? Is that into consideration? It is not, and I... I have my own personal beliefs on it, but uh, I am learning more about it despite it not being part of our, our program. It's still a pretty new concept, I know. Um, but uh, it's changing, though. I think it, they're recognizing that it is um, a cash flowing strategy and they need, uh, I've seen um, articles that say they need two years of financial statement and they would take it into consideration. So I think it's up there. Mm-hmm. Um, but still challenging because traditional they're still like on the risk mitigation perspective they still like the lease they have the guaranteed income right so absolutely even though you make way more money as you mentioned with your short-term rental definitely yes Uh, it's seven thousand dollars a month (laughs) right and then just repeat it copy paste imagine if you have 10 of them i am i am i definitely come see you more in tofino by the way there you go there you go yes if you need a um, it's four to six months in advance. It's so popular right now. We're booking for Christmas. 
whenever mm-hmm. my friends are asking like, hey, can we use your cabin? Like, absolutely, yeah. But do do it in advance. You need to book four to six months in advance. It's a very hot, hot market, especially summer. Like my summer, I I have not 100% occupancy. Mm-hmm. It's so hard to, to get in there. But yes, absolutely, I would love to, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I'll I'll send you the link uh, on my Tofino property uh, if you want to take your family and yeah, enjoy the West Coast. It sounds good. And maybe well, learn surfing too. It's a very it's a surfing town. It's the California of Canada. I'll, I might have to ask you some advice on how to surf there. Oh, okay, cool. Yes, I'll, let's take you surfing. You know, right away, not just the real estate wave, but. <laughs> yeah yeah the, <laughs> the west coast wave you know there you go <laughs> a little off track but i absolutely love it uh we will be talking more here in the future absolutely um, so if people do want to learn more about you and what you do uh how would they what's the best way to get in contact with you uh sure yeah uh so it's my name's mark hernandez um maybe i'll put my business card uh my number my number is 929-431-7246. Uh, it's an international number, um, so but I can be reached through WhatsApp or an email address. So um, markjvhernandez at gmail.com. We'll put it there. I'll probably I'll, I'll send Jeremy my business card and he will have a way to put it there. Um, but yeah, if you guys want to know more about uh, short-term rental, uh, birth strategy, want to invest in want to know more they're pretty much like chat about real estate i love real estate i'm passionate about it i'm a millennial investor so if you like pokemon then uh actually that's my thing you know um i i i i I love pokemon so much that i use it for my real estate strategy are you familiar with pokemon jeremy uh i I grew up in the uh, early days of pokemon gold and silver so yeah there you go um yeah so there was an app that was like, I think six years ago, I entered, I entered my thirties uh, playing Pokemon Go. And so I was like, this is adulting. So you use the app to walk around and capture these virtual animals or virtual Pokemon, right? So now I was like, okay, let's translate that into real estate. You use MLS app or Trulia or Zillow. You walk around your neighborhood, you find a distressed property or a nice property. You capture it, you buy it, and then you evolve them into their highest potential or their best income strategy, which is Airbnb or short-term rental, uh, to make it cash flowing, you know, just like the Tofino. That's like my one of my rare Pokemons. And then you collect them all. Yeah. So that's how I explain it in the Pokemon game strategy. And you know what? Uh, Airbnb liked it. So they contacted me last month. They said, hey, Mark, I think your strategy is a great way for our younger generation to get involved in the real estate investing or the hospitality. Would you like to be the youth ambassador in Canada? I was like, ah, I think that's uh, pretty big. I just want to be low-key, but I like the part where we encourage young people to, to do in the real estate. So they I, they gave me um, the title of community leader in Vancouver Island. That would be in my business card. They sent me for leadership workshops. Um, we do weekly Zoom call. They gave me Airbnb swags. They want me to organize meetup events and they will pay for it. Um, and yeah, so we there, there's more projects to go with it. So that so being recognized that by a big organization because you're doing this, I think is a great affirmation that like 
this is what I want to do. And you know, at the end of the day, you have to enjoy what you're doing. Real estate is not for everyone. Um, but yeah, you got to love what you do. You have to enjoy it because this is my passion. So if you have that passion and the bonus, you know, you're, you're not there for it to make rich. I'd say make, getting rich maybe secondary for me. For me, it's like enjoying what you're doing and just the money comes in. Absolutely. That that passion drives everything else. That's right. But yeah. Absolutely. So you guys, if you want to reach out to me, I'm ha- always happy to chat. Uh, my contact info will be provided over here. Um, and Or you can reach out to Jeremy and Jeremy will connect both of us. Uh, yeah. Looking forward to chatting or connecting. Sounds good. Well, Mark, thank you very much. Jeremy, it's a pleasure. It's a great chat. It's been, wow. Okay. Wow. It's been almost... Uh, <laughs> was an hour now <laughs> okay uh yeah you're welcome thank you thanks for having me it's my first podcast and <laughs> looking forward to the next perfect mark thank you very much all right take it easy have a good one you too bye